0: Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David, accompanied by my friend Jordan. Now, Jordan, why are Gorons not good with relationships?
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Because they're always on the rocks. Uh... (laughs) Ah. That's a pretty good one. Uh... (laughs) Ah. Why does Navi get easily stressed?
1: I have, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so bad at these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Link will never listen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good ones. Uh, you know, I always got to give you a little brain teaser at the beginning of these. Um, and if it isn't obvious, we're going to be talking quite a bit about Zelda today, right? Why don't you go ahead and introduce our topic?
1: Yeah, so this is going to be the final episode we talk about Zelda before the game comes out. Um, next time we'll talk about Zelda will be with uh, our first impressions video or podcast episode. Um, a- after it comes out, we'll probably record the day of the game comes out. Yeah,
0: I, I think we should definitely do that. And you'll get our impressions very quick and it'll be a very fun time. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're like we're less than a month away and I can't believe it. We've been
1: waiting <laughs> for seven years. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo finally decided to start marketing this game.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh last week they revealed the the trailer, the final trailer. And it's kind of like reminiscent of like the 2017 trailer for Breath of the Wild, um the one that came out like 2 months before. So this one was a month before, that one was 2 months before. So it's a bit closer. <laughs> Cutting it a bit <laughs> a bit closer, but
0: yeah. I mean it has like that same level of excitement. It has some of the voice acting, it has some really cool music that will probably never make it into the game itself right
1: (laughs) well i think a lot of the a a lot of like chunks of the music will make it in because like parts and pieces of the the trailers from previous game made it in
0: right Um, i just mean that a lot of the zelda fans like i swear i've seen so many complaints online about how breath of the wild's music just wasn't epic enough for them and i'm like well, you only remember the field theme then because the fights against Ganon and the Calamity um, or whatever, you know, the bosses and stuff was awesome. The town music was really good. And you can actually hear the Breath of the Wild trailer theme when you're fighting against Calamity Ganon itself. So I'm sorry that you didn't hear that. Um. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about, like, all the things that the trailer does bring to the table but i think yes this trailer has kind of cemented in my mind that this game is going to be very similar to the first game um if you really like the first game you'll really like this game i think it will have like new experiences what i mean like very similar i mean like mechanically right um
0: yeah from a gameplay standpoint for, yeah you're going to be doing a lot of exploring you're going to be wandering a fairly desolate high roll most of the time and probably sliding down rocks when it's
1: raining right right and then also climbing towers to like unlock parts of the map. Uh, we saw a better glimpse of like these green stones that are they're definitely replacing shrines, right? It's just yeah. a one-to-one <laughs> replacement for shrines. Um if you were someone that didn't like the music of Breath of the Wild and how like atmospheric or like atmospheric it was and all that, um I don't think this is going to change <laughs> at all. It's not going to go back to the traditional Zelda games where they have like a, a bop and tune going 24 seven in the background. Um, it's yeah. it's definitely going to be more of the same in that regard. Um, if you're also someone who wants like more story and wasn't too impressed with the story in the previous game. Um I think this is going to be the exact same structure (laughs) as the
0: I I could argue with that a little bit. I think that it might be pulling more story elements that we've seen in traditional Zelda games, particularly drawing a lot from like Ocarina of Time um, with how it works. But I mean, you are definitely going to be going to the different towns and different areas and probably just gathering up. Key items that will let you then fight Ganon at the end. So, so I guess in some ways the story is more required now than it was in Breath <laughs> of the Wild, right?
1: <laughs> uh, so okay, I think, I think mechanically it's going to be the same like story structure. It's going to obviously be a different story and all that. Um, there'll be more story to like absorb, but it's going to be. <laughs> I, I expect the game. You're going to have an opening cutscene. You're going to then go through the tutorial area. You're going to come out of the tutorial area. And then the story bits, you'll have two different paths that you're kind of following. You're going to be going to the locations of all the like sages or champions or whatever and doing their like quest line again, like how in Breath of the Wild did it. Or you go and like search out memories that give you cutscenes of what happened in the past, this time being um, whatever Zelda's doing on her adventure. (laughs) <laughs> and then I mean, you all I wrap it up to the end with the final confrontation with Ganon I think it's going to be mechanically a one-to-one uh repeat of Breath of the Wild story-wise
0: so then why did it take them seven years <laughs> well
1: because of like the fuse mechanic and all that stuff
0: yeah and and the pandemic of course but yeah. now I, I could I could see that I'm still really excited for the game you know I don't think we're trying to downplay that we're not looking forward to the game suddenly because a lot of this is similar. Right. Um, But rather that if you didn't like breath of the wild at this point, we can't really say if it's going to be any different. (laughs) Right. Well,
1: so like I'm, I'm not someone who was complaining about the music or the story. I'm just like, I'm mostly looking at like uh, the videos, like posted by Arlo and stuff where they're saying like, this needs to be different and all that stuff. And it's like, it's not going to be <laughs> it's going to be breath of the wild 2 um what what nintendo basically promised and a big part for that is the the decisions they made for the music and the story of breath of the wild um still kind of applied to this game where it's an open world game right and they don't want you to be like uh railroaded to certain locations so you can't have a linear story and because you're spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours you can't really just have a 3 or 5 minutes long uh song playing in the background the entire time on loop <laughs> right <laughs>
0: right it has to be a 20 minute song that kind of plays sporadically and evolves somewhat
1: and like you can have yeah. dedicated songs but they have to be in like smaller contained areas we're not expected right. to be there for literally 100 hours
0: yeah yeah no and i 100% agree with that like that I think that the way that they handled the music in Breath of the Wild was perfect for the style of game that we got. I mean, did I miss having the Hyrule Field play? At first, yes. But then after playing around for a bit, I was like, you know what? I spend a lot of time out here in the overworld. I'm kind of glad that I don't have to listen to that. I can focus more on the sound effects around me. You know, you can actually hear some of the enemies better approaching you. And the music evolves a bit more. I, I just... I think it works much better than what a lot of people were expecting with those big, strong themes. Uh, but I don't know. I am still somewhat disappointed that in the gameplay trailer that or not the gameplay trailer, the whole 10 minute long gameplay that we got from Anuma, he went into the ice area or the snowy area on the <laughs> island and it just played the exact same song. I was like, really? It couldn't have even been like a little different.
1: Yeah. But so that, that's a nitpick. That's another thing I expect. As many assets that can be reused will be reused as possible. Like as many as <laughs> if they can reuse the asset, they, they will re- reuse it in this game.
0: Horses look the same. They have like some of the same little kids running around. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like to. models and everything. Um there's obviously a lot of the enemies that are returning have different models and all that stuff. But that's because they have like a different gameplay mechanic attached to them now where they have like yes. uh, craftable parts attached to them. Um, so that, so they warranted a change. Things that don't warrant a change, are going to be the same. Um, we also saw a lot of, like, kind of the, the same gameplay loop stuff show back up in this trailer. We saw uh, Korok seed puzzles in the background. We saw <laughs> uh, a one-to-one replacement to shrines, uh, a one-to-one replacement to towers. Um, so there's going to be a lot familiar with this game to Breath of the Wild.
0: I, I agree. Um, so as much as it pains me.
1: Yeah. So all the people who are like screaming like this needs to be drastically different than Breath of the Wild. Um, you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm personally fine with it. One, it's been six years since Breath of the Wild came out Two, uh Breath of the Wild is still a pretty unique game. There's not a whole lot of other games that are like really that similar to it, even in the open world genre space like a lot of open worlds yeah. have taken uh mechanics from Breath of the Wild but then they get, they'll either like like say uh Horizon or whatever where they copied the glide mechanic they still follow the same like open world structure as the Assassin's Creed games and the Ubisoft games um mm-hmm. Elden Ring is vastly different than Breath of the Wild and all that so there's not like a whole lot that's already similar so having another game that comes out 6 years later Um, I think is fine. Like, it's not going to completely change the entire industry like Breath of the Wild did. But I don't think Nintendo was ever marketing it to be that.
0: Right. They already accomplished that with Breath of the Wild. And this is on the same hardware. And I know I've harped that fact like a billion times. But it's on the same hardware. It is a direct sequel. And why would they need to change something that works incredibly well? Like, They can still get away with selling the original breath of the wild for the same exact price that they did seven years ago or six years ago, whatever. And like, it's just, we're getting more of that with different mechanics, with an evolved Hyrule that has, you know, these new sky islands and definitely underground portions. So that's really cool and exciting. Well, but,
1: I'll get, I'll get yeah. to that soon. But. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But anyway, I, I, I think that kind of like wraps up the whole little discussion here about Breath of the Wild versus Tears of the Kingdom. They're going to be similar. (laughs) All all I got to say
1: on this is um, I am, like, over the moon excited for this game. Um, All I'm saying is that people really need to temper their expectations. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is Nintendo we're talking about. They do not change things if they don't have to. And this yeah. trailer is definitely showing a lot of science that they did not change m- almost anything. <laughs> like, we're getting new content in the same structure as Breath of the Wild. Think of it as that way. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot like how the Zelda series didn't change much between 3D games back on like the N64, GameCube, and Wii era. Like, their formulas were so similar. Yeah. They were essentially using the same engines. It- it's kind of like, they yeah. figured out how to completely reframe the entire Zelda formula that now they're like, OK, well, let's build on top of it rather than completely change it from scratch again.
1: I will say, though, with the 3D Zeldas, each one had a gimmick that came along with it out, uh, after um, Ocarina of Time. Uh, Majora's yeah, Mask true. is by far the most different <laughs> of the bunch. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because it only took them, what, a year, year yeah, and a half and was to a get that direct sequel. Done.
1: And this is, yeah, so like. <laughs> Um, but anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and enough on that, I guess. yeah
1: <laughs> on onto like the new stuff, uh, we do see a bunch of labyrinths and underground areas. I will say one thing of caution on my end about undergrounds. I don't think we've seen anything in the undergrounds that's not a lava area, and so either like, this is all just like a contained space or this isn't actually the underground this is just the inside of <laughs> Mount Doom or whatever it is are called. Okay
0: that that's a fair point but remember <laughs> the last trailer when we saw the like really dark area where the bacoblins were mining things Yeah, that was not a lava themed underground
1: area. Okay okay yeah and this trailer and we could hear the big like
0: ching sound from their tools echoing throughout the entire place so we know we know it was underground Okay and also um in the leaked um uh, TV commercial that was swiftly taken down in one of the underground portions that they showed, like kind of that lava area that you mentioned, the net, the Z value in the coordinates was super negative. It was as negative as the sky islands are positive. So it's really deep underground wherever we are. So it may not necessarily be near, um, you know, death mountain itself. Okay. Though okay. That's- it's highly likely.
1: That's uh, That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm going to yeah. get roasted for saying Mount Doom instead of Death Mountain. I just I had to say something on the <laughs> <They're> fly. basically
0: <laughs> the same place. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Additionally, we can also see that there are a lot of holes all over the map, especially in this new trailer, because we got a really nice shot in this trailer and in the gameplay where there are like holes that are surrounded by malice. And it looks like you'll be accessing underground areas from the Sky Islands, which is one of the reasons why we can dive now is I don't think you'll be able to really like walk up to the malice infused holes in the ground and then just like jump in. You're going to have to dive up from some area above.
1: Yeah. So, so the gameplay loop might be you go to a village or whatever with the champion work on how to like uh reveal the sky islands above whether I forget what it's called, like the veil or whatever that makes it so you can't see the the cloud barrier. Yeah. The cloud barrier. Um, And then like travel up to the sky islands, do a bunch of like adventuring in the sky islands and then find a way from those to go into the underground, which is then the dungeon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, speaking of the cloud barrier, I think it's all but confirmed at this point that the sky barrier is real because there's one point in this trailer where a like beam of malice shoots up into the sky and then hits something invisible in the sky. And spreads everywhere and then mm. it cuts to like another scene. So I'm pretty sure that one of the initial cut scenes of the game is Ganondorf, Ganon, the malice beam, whatever you want to call it, like revealing the first set of islands by destroying a huge oh. chunk of the cloud
1: barrier. OK, yeah. So, <laughs> OK, so you go open the hole and then it uh reveals the sky islands and then you go to the sky islands and then go down the hole. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Though it's also possible that, you know, that removed the entire sky barrier and maybe like you have to figure out how to get up to the islands above you because Ascend doesn't go that high. At one point in the trailer we see Link with like building a rocket in the jungles. And so it's like, oh, do we have to like work with the people in the village to figure out how to build things to get up to those islands? There there are a lot of different things Potentially, <laughs> I don't know. We we don't know how many of the islands are going to be visible right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of that rocket, um, last last time we talked about it, Zelda on this podcast, I said the first thing I was going to do was make a rocket. So uh, <laughs> Nintendo was way ahead of me, I guess, on that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they read your mind specifically. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, what's also interesting is you mentioned the labyrinths. So, um have definitely seen the three labyrinths from Breath of the Wild. But what's really fascinating is at one point in one of the trailers, one of the labyrinths is still on the ground. And then in another point, we see that same labyrinth lifted up into the sky. So like, do some of these islands or structures go up into the sky triggered by something else? I don't know. It's a a really interesting thought there. I I think in particular, it's the like northernmost uh, labyrinth. But I I may be mistaken.
1: Yeah, as long as they're new labyrinths, though, I don't want (laughs) the same content. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll see. (laughs) I'm sure it will at least have different things inside of them. It will be interesting to see if those rocks are actually shrines. Uh, It's unknown if they have any sort of entrances to them. But considering you can ascend with your hand, it's possible that at those green rocks, Link can interact with them and like enter inside of them. That's kind of my guess on how they work
1: uh so you also get to like uh fight with the champions now uh do you think that's just going to be like very like mission focused <laughs> areas of the game it, it like, probably
0: will be knowing nintendo <laughs>
1: they're not going to let you have them be your companion wandering around hyrule aka the bethesda open world game style right
0: <laughs> no It'd be cool if you could summon them, though, or something to help you every so often like you could with Wolf Link in Breath of the Wild. Ooh,
1: I would prefer that way more than the champion abilities. The champion abilities were just way too overpowered.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have the Sheikah Slate still. We saw it. Well, kind of like an updated model of it. Did you notice it looked like a Nintendo Switch instead of a Wii U gamepad? No. (laughs) Yeah, it's an updated model. And it has like, at one point, Link is like going up... um, one of the elevators, a Shika elevator, and it's like plugged in with a USB-C cable, basically, just like a switch. <laughs> I was like, huh. Uh, but anyway, considering we have the Sheikah Slate, it's possible that you can summon the champions and use the Shika teleportation um, technology to make that happen. I don't know. It's possible. So
1: do you think the Sheikah abilities will show up then?
0: I don't think so. I think that we will only have the hand abilities. Because it looks like the new Sheikah slate with its new design seems to be way more focused on the map itself. Yeah. But I don't know, may- maybe they will return. I just I don't see Nintendo giving us eight total abilities instead of just four <laughs> or whatever the total number is of the Zoni abilities.
1: Yeah, but like the new abilities are way less involved <laughs> than the Sheikah abilities were.
0: Yeah, good point. I mean, you can use the. Um, Time reversal one in battles now, which is cool that we got to see that in the trailer. But yeah, we're going to need bombs. Like, I don't know how we're going to explore Hyrule without bombs.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll get actual bombs now. Like is it it's an inventory item.
0: Or craftable yeah, with enemy or craftable. items. That'd make know. a lot of
1: sense. Yeah. Cause like stasis, I guess, c- can just be replaced by the time reversal. Um, yeah. And magnetism, I guess, is replaced by the fuse in a way yeah or the ultra hand because yeah. you're able to like lift up the yeah you know, the ultra hand they're, they're so similar like it, in my yeah. head they're, they're both just called fuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you are
0: sticking items together yeah no i i understand that and then you don't really need cryonis anymore if you can build boats
1: yeah so. so that that's a good point so i i could definitely see cryonis just not never returning um Maybe they took away Magnetism because they were afraid of us making flying machines without the (laughs) the ultra hand ability.
0: Yeah. And see, I only ever used cryonis to like cross bodies of water and to solve the puzzles that needed them. It took me until like my third playthrough of the game to realize you could use cryonis to destroy the um, Varuda or not Varuda. What's its name? The elephant one. It's like it shoots those gigantic ice oh. balls at you. I didn't know that you could use Cryonis to break them until like my third playthrough.
1: No, <laughs> like, the wow, best, that's way easier. The best thing to do was to uh cryonis under or not yeah, Cryonis under a guardian and it would like shoot up a hundred <laughs> feet into the air. Yeah,
0: while well, entering bullet time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bullet time was so broken. You know why it was broken? Why? <laughs> because like they couldn't just slow down time. They had to slow down time and increase link's acceleration and everything he uh dealt with and so what ends up happening and the reason why like wind bombing and stuff works is that it's adding those like multipliers to everything else and so when you go back into normal time it has to speed everything back up to normal time so it's like a times 100 speed so a small little bump becomes a huge launch into the air huh back to the champion's We definitely get to see Link fighting alongside Sidon and uh, Riju does her thunder attack. So it makes me think that, yeah, champion abilities are replaced with these champion fighters, though. Who knows how long they'll actually be by your side?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool if you could summon them. It definitely give them more relevance and maybe uh, Smash Bros. uh, appearance in the future.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love to fight side by side by Riju. The real question, though, speaking of the uh, champions, is where is our Goron champion/slash sage? <laughs> like Unibo is completely gone from everything we've seen in the game so far, and they've only released official art of, um, I believe, it's Teba, the young Rito, and Riju and Sidon. So, <laughs> well, either those are the only three, or something happened to the
1: Gorons. So we know from the mural that there are seven tiers, right? Right. Um, and there are what six uh, species in Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I so, think so I imagine there's going to be like one tier assigned to each of those plus the Zonai, right? Yeah. Um. So like, there will be just one final like Zonai area, and that's where you get the final tier. Um. Also, we're seeing like a bunch of like, uh, they 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 very clearly show that there's been a period of time that has passed from Breath of the Wild till now. Um, yeah. Like Riju is older and all that. Mm-hmm. so where is Yanabo or whatever his name is I, I can't remember it um yeah i expect that it was just a spoiler thing if they show his design <laughs> he suddenly
0: looks like daruk he's actually super ripped now and not <laughs> the like super shy little kid anymore
1: yeah because like the go that's following you around looks too plain and generic to be <laughs> the new champion yeah yeah um So, yeah, Yeah. I think Uh, I think it was just for spoiler reasons.
0: Yeah. So I pulled up a list of the the uh, races in the Zelda universe. Um, So knowing the ones in Breath of the Wild, we've got we've got Hylian, Sheikah, Zora, Rito, Gerudo, Goron, um, the and the uh, I already said Hylian. And technically we have the Kokirian Koroks, but then we also have the uh, Zonai. So that's actually eight total. So I'm guessing that the. Karoks don't get a tier <laughs> so that the Zoni can have the one that Zelda has.
1: Yeah, although I will say, I think i prefer the Karoks having it.
0: Yeah, especially since it seems like the Zoni are gone. We only see one, maybe two Zoni in the trailer. So, yeah. And he looks really old, but also <laughs> it looks like a scene from the past. But anyway, we can talk about some of the theorizing in a minute. Beyond all that, the music sounds amazing in this trailer. The saxophonist goes incredibly hard. And I'm really, really excited to hear the other big themes that will happen in the game. Like, you know, they're going to have music in a lot of the cutscenes, So really looking forward to that. Maybe they'll have a couple of differences in um, especially Hateno Village. Like, did you notice that Hateno Village has been taken over by mushrooms? No. Yeah. Like everyone's wearing a mushroom outfit. It's like there's a mushroom uh like festival going on or something in Hateno.
1: <laughs> mushroom Kingdom, so, here we come.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Uh really curious about what's going on there. And then kind of speaking of Hateno, we also got a glimpse at um uh the Sheikah Village. And the Sheikah Village has like a whole ring, like a structure from a sky island that fell on top of it. And it looks like one of the houses was destroyed. <laughs> uh, the the guy that leaves his wife for his cuckos in that one of the side quests, his house is destroyed, <laughs> I think is what the fandom decided. <laughs> so anyway, uh, looking forward to seeing those changes. We also got to see tents at Castletown. Um, hopefully that means that we're actually rebuilding the kingdom. There are also like building materials around there. And of course, to go with that, Link is also seen ferrying some citizens in a carriage. So I imagine we'll be moving people across uh, areas. Looks like a big evolution of the Terrytown type side quest throughout the game. And I like that kind of stuff. I don't know if you do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I liked Terrytown, but... I feel like I liked Terrytown because it was just Terrytown that did the Terrytown thing.
0: <laughs> good point.
1: I'm worried that they'll um kind of expand a bit too much on it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty side it was it was it was optional, so like even if it's something I end up not really enjoying, um I could just probably skip it, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Um I also wanted to talk with you briefly What did you think of some of the new like platformy slash puzzly stuff that we saw in the Sky Islands? In particular, the like slow motion platforms. Yeah, the slow motion platforms don't look
1: like a platforming thing. It looks like you enter kind of a cutscene thing and then just move across. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I think it's just another it's just a stylistic bridge, I think.
0: All right. Kind of like how Link could do flips in Majora's Mask.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Bring the flips back. Those are so cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I still don't know how the little young Link could do all of that. He, he must be incredibly ripped. <laughs> uh, but we also saw Link swim through the water on the islands. So I think that that's another check in my book for underwater exploration as well. I mean, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but Link very clearly has a treading water animation that happens underwater. <laughs>
1: You have to put on the iron boots and the iron boots rust and break. So you only have so much time. to
0: <laughs> And you can only put on the iron boots by pressing pause, going to no. the key items and selecting it. Don't do it. <laughs> They're bringing it back, baby. That's how it's going to go. Just like Ocarina of Time. <laughs> We're getting the water dungeon back. I mean, Enuma did design the water dungeon. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: They should just stick a one-to-one recreation of the water dungeon somewhere (laughs) in the game.
0: (laughs) Even if it's in ruins or something and you don't actually have to do the puzzles, that'd be awesome.
1: (laughs) This is a joke.
0: (laughs) That'd be so good.
1: Non-climbable walls and you have to use a special (laughs) item to, like, sink.
0: Oh, my gosh. And you pull out, like... Some random item that plays Zelda's lullaby that raises the water level.
1: <laughs> Only if it takes as long as playing Zelda's lullaby <laughs> to actually operate.
0: Exactly. Oh, uh, that'd be funny. Uh, what did you think of the flying suit and the laser field?
1: Oh, man, I'm so excited for that flying suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so cool. So I'm hoping that that's just kind of an armor set or whatever, and we're going to get armor sets that have more mechanical... Um, special abilities to them in general i hope so too
0: absolutely because all we really got with the breath of the wild armor sets were like buffs to stats and that was it
1: <laughs> yeah um at, at the end of the day i <laughs> all i started using was just the sheikah armor because it increased your speed at night and then i would just always turn it to nighttime
0: <laughs> <laughs> good point i would actually wear the barbarian armor set and just make some of the crazy speed potions that lasted for like 20 minutes or however long
1: it was (laughs) that would probably be better
0: (laughs) i was like who needs stealth when i could just run super fast and bum rush everything with crazy high attack power (laughs) but anyway seeing the flying suit i definitely feel like we'll get more practical suits maybe the armor sets will be more like items in a way like previous zelda games since it doesn't seem like we're getting items (laughs) items
1: <laughs> anymore. have them be a bit more than just stat changes. Um yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that it's not just a one one time thing with <laughs> um the glide suit. Uh make yeah, yeah, make make the armor sets more reminiscent of the masks from Adjus mask.
0: Yeah. Oh man. They should just bring masks back. Yeah. Let Link transform into the other races again. Come on. <laughs> Even if Termina was another dimension and that it's not I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> They need to add more magical stuff to Zelda again. The Sheikah technology was cool, but they were like, "It's tech, not magic."
1: Oh. Yeah, we haven't really. But it had is magic. Magic in a while. We had some in Skyward Sword, right? No, I don't mm. remember Skyward Sword very Maybe well. Maybe some
0: of the items, I guess. Yeah, like were magical. Like, you can't tell me that the Gust Bellows wasn't powered by magic.
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't had, like, a dedicated magic bar since Wind Waker, it feels like.
0: Well, we did kind of have the magic bar in A Link Between Worlds. Yeah,
1: but of the 3D games, it's been it's been Wind Waker.
0: Yep. Though, uh, a lot of the items in Twilight Princess are also very clearly magical. Like, the Gale Boomerang is magical. The Dominion Rod is magical. So maybe the Dominion Rod is actually Zoni ancient tech now. <laughs> I mean, it was made by the people that lived in the sky and what do we find on the sky islands, Jordan? The Zoni constructs. Maybe the Uka are actually the descendants of the Zoni.
1: <laughs> so when Tears of the Kingdom comes out, uh we we will officially have more games that don't have a magic bar than magic bars.
0: Okay, that's too sad. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I love magic in the Zelda series. (sighs) Oh, well, I mean, Link clearly has magic powers. There's no way he could run as long as he as he does or wield super heavy uh, items like he does. He's a magic boy. So I've also been thinking, Jordan, you know, we kind of talked about some of the similarities of the story before. But like, this is how I imagine that the game is going to go (laughs) when it comes to story based on what we've seen. Uh, You know, we get that opening cutscene from the very first trailer or trailer slash teaser that we got, right? You know, Link and Zelda have gone off on an adventure to explore underground. They find these ancient Zonai ruins with all of the markings on them because the mural from what, two trailers ago was definitely in the underground sequence. You could see Zelda's torch kind of lighting them up as they went. Um, They stumble across Ganondorf's crumbled body. They accidentally release him and Zelda falls. She shimmers off to the past. Link then gets shot up to the islands because he's saved by the magic of or goddess power of Hylia. And then we are on the islands and that's our um, Great Plateau area. And then from there, we have to dive off the islands, gather all the champions, get their tears and then go be Ganondorf. That's how I imagine the game plays out.
1: Yeah, the only change I would probably put in is instead of the goddesses um teleporting link up, uh the area of the like underground he's in uh is part of like the first area to be drawn up to the skies. Okay. So the cave that he went underground in is now up in the air. Well, actually maybe not because we saw the cutscene where they just get rid of the cloud barrier and the sky island's already up there. But then we also see like the Hyrule Castle like ascending as well i don't know right that's kind of the problem
0: is hyrule castle ascends so it's like what else actually ascends and what else was already up there because the problem that i have with the everything in the sky islands ascends from the ground is the trees and the zonai constructs where did they come from right if they weren't already there Uh, yeah if they had to rise up from the ground and
1: it's not like we're seeing massive holes everywhere in the right
0: (laughs) and if it all rose from the ground we would see a lot more of the geography from hyrule up there and i just don't think we see that yeah so it seems I, much more interesting i
1: think they're just like underneath hyrule castle or something with this cutscene, and then hyrule castle is drawn up and just hyrule castle and then the rest of the skylands are have already about that up there with the with the, the cloud barrier and all that mm-hmm. um and so like you then the tutorial areas uh getting out of the cave system and you enter into like Hyrule Castle where we get that shot of where like uh, Link is wandering around the the main area of Hyrule Castle or whatever. And then like he looks like he's kind of in a cutscene or whatever. And I, I suspect like some voice will then speak to him about what he has to do to, on this next mission to find Ganon.
0: Hmm, that's possible. Yeah. But when Link is walking around in Hyrule Castle, the same shimmery lights are happening around him kind of like the same lights that swept zelda away Mm -hmm. and hyrule castle looks way too pristine and link looks super confused it Uh seems like he's in a dream or in a memory
1: okay so maybe that is just memory and then he's able to like uh go through a cutscene where he sees what zelda's been up to
0: maybe i mean of course we don't really know because nintendo is still very secret about how the story is going to play out which in some ways I'm grateful because I like the mystery. It lets me theorize more and it makes me more excited to see what actually happens when we get our hands on the game.
1: I'll definitely say, though, all the theories that uh, we could play as Zelda in this game, I think are officially dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, <Fine. sighs> I want to play as her so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if if we could do it, they would have marketed it by now.
0: Hey, maybe there's still a chance we get like Princess Peach type segments. That we had in uh, Paper Mario, where after a chapter or some sort of quest, you actually get to play as Zelda a little bit, wandering around instead of just a cutscene. But yeah, so maybe I imagine of the it's much cut more cutscenes cut cut than scene. you get
1: uh, to actually like walk around as Zelda in, in very, very confined spaces. Um, yeah,
0: because that's what you could do with Peach. <laughs>
1: it's possible. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put any money on it though at this point.
0: Yeah, at this point, I'm not putting any money on it either. <laughs> Uh, I just wish that Zelda would play a larger role in this in this game. I mean, she looks like she has a pretty large role. She seems to be preparing for things. She Seems like she's in the past. But like, I really miss the dynamic between Link and Zelda in like Spirit Tracks where they were companions the whole time. It was really, I think, a lot more fun uh, as a dynamic that way.
1: Yeah, uh, Zelda is one of my favorite companions in the Zelda franchise, uh, specifically just in Spirit Tracks. Um, it's been a while since we've had a companion character.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had Phi. <laughs> but everyone hates Phi yeah, as a companion Yeah, Fi,
1: Fi. ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they stopped, literally. I mean, there was a period where people didn't really like the companions. Uh, Navi and Tattle were a bit um not well received. <laughs> well, Tattle
0: was way better than Navi, in my yeah. opinion.
1: Tattle had character Ta- growth and like actual like <laughs> a character arc.
0: Yeah, exactly. And she wasn't annoying. She was honestly kind of funny. She's like, "Why are you asking me about this enemy? <laughs> like, just go fight it or something."
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Tattle, but yeah, King of Red Lions was great. Minda was great. Uh, I really liked Linebeck and Zelda in yeah. the DS games. And then we got Phi, and then it just it just stopped after that.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there have only been like two Zelda games since, so maybe we'll see them return. But I don't, it's not happening in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is way too much a solo, go at your own pace, your imagination can run free type game for a companion to really work all the time. Unless it's like a companion confined to essentially Link's inventory, like Navi or Tattle, or even, I guess, the King of Red Lions, how he could talk to you through the, I guess it was a Sheikah stone.
1: I mean, Minda was also the same way. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, I guess all of the companions were like that, except for Linebeck. <laughs> I think
1: it's just that the structure of the story has changed. So, like, yeah, the, yeah. the main purpose of the companions was that they were the the character that we were supposed to, like, kind of uh, experience the world through or whatever, right? Um, right, because
0: Link couldn't talk.
1: Yeah. So, they, they were kind of the, in a way, the protagonist. <laughs> and Link is the avatar. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: he's the link to the player. That's literally why they call him Link. <laughs> that
1: that's why his name is Link. But now that we're moving to a more like search for the memory focused story structure, um, there's not a lot of room for a companion, and that's in that design. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can agree with that. But I don't know. I still think that a Midla like or even tattle like companion would be a very fun addition to this open world style game i guess in some ways zelda was a little bit of a companion in breath of the wild if only for her link (laughs) link what the heck are you doing come save me i'm at the castle (laughs) moments
1: so i think we'll get those same moments again in this game (laughs) yeah we probably will i think zelda will occasionally speak from the past um
0: Why haven't you found me yet? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm I'm really expecting this game to be very, very similar to the previous game.
0: Yeah. Gameplay wise, absolutely. I am hopeful. I'm going to be on the side that the story is going to be a little bit more fleshed out and interesting than it was in Breath of the Wild. But I don't think the structure of it is going to change too much. Just that a lot more of the story is going to be required every time you beat the game. I don't think they're gonna let us just bum rush Hyrule Castle right after getting off the plateau. <laughs> uh
1: I think they will. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh I, I think, think I think you're kinda of collect the the champions or whatever and the tiers and they'll make the final boss easier.
0: Okay, well if they do that, then I'll still be fine with it. It'll be nice for the speedrunners, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like they're gonna try to restrict the end of the game a little bit more. So that the story has to be experienced somewhat, but that's just my opinion. I have nothing to really base that on, other than they did it in past Zelda games, but they kind of had to in past Zelda games. So anyway, uh should we talk about a couple of our other theories? right? I mean, we kind of mentioned one of the big ones, which is Zelda is apparently in some other time, right?:
1: Yeah, so she's in some other time, um, and then she like meets a, a another character who says like, "Link is our only hope and all that. um. And a lot, of, a lot of people are assuming that this is the hero from like 10,000 years ago from the Merle, right?
0: Either that or it's the big guy from the stone carvings with like the huge ears that had the tears surrounding him. Like that that's also a theory that's going around. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, it could also be that.
0: It's hard to say because, again, we don't know much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the Merle, uh, we, we also see like an image of a like darker complexion. Um, Blonde haired characters shooting a beam of light or something. And they have the exact same complexion and hairstyle as the female in the Merle that's sealing the malice.
0: Yep. Kind of interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the same character as that one. The question is who is the hero who uh, has red flowing hair and <laughs> green skin? <laughs> um
0: Hmm. Because, hmm. like, their skin colors are slightly different between the zelda character that we believed it to be for so long and the hero yeah and so there's some interesting theories but before you kind of talk about who you think the hero is a little bit more (laughs) i did want to say that they doxed zelda's location from the end of the trailer there's like like after they show the title the music gets all nice and serene and quiet and you just see zelda overlooking like a a vista um some Some fans are just absolutely insane. They went with like their modded version of the game with free cam, explored the entire game and matched up perfectly where she is. And she is right next to the Temple of Time. And as we know it, uh, temple, the Temple of Time in Breath of the Wild is completely ruined. And Zelda is standing on top of what looks like pristine stonework. So it really lends to the theory that she's in the past.
1: Yeah. 10,000 years, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs>
0: Right after the ceiling of the Calamity, for some reason. So now, Jordan, who are people thinking, or you in particular as well,
1: <laughs> so thinking think the hero is? I, I've seen a lot of other people coming up with the same theory. Um, but I will say, like, even though now has been a week, on, on the Discord, I posted, like, minutes after the trailer dropped. that <laughs> This was my theory. Um It looks like uh, Ganondorf was the hero from 10,000 years ago. I'm going to predict (laughs) that Ganondorf um, separated the malice from himself to try and end the cycle and was the one who sealed the malice away.
0: I could see that. So can I tell you one other thing that like really lends to this theory that I saw online? Sure. So did you see the latest piece of art that we got of Ganondorf? Yeah. It's the one where he's front facing the camera. Yeah. So if you look at his robe, it is double sided. Oh, is it? So he's got the black on the outside and on the inside, he has the colorful textile pattern that we've seen on the Gerudo. Now, I heard this from like someone that's really into costume design, and they said that a lot of times in costume design, especially with character design, they try to foreshadow a lot of things about a character and what will happen to them in a story just in their costuming. And the fact that Ganondorf's robe looks entirely reversible, even from, like, this artwork standpoint, it looks like there's that type of stitching. You can see that the pattern repeats itself. You can see some of it on the outside where he's folded it over. But the fact that it is pure black on the outside and super colorful on the inside seems to imply that, like, turncoat, that turnaround where he might Actually, just be possessed by the spirit of demise or Ganon, whatever you want to call it, and will like turn out to be a good guy. And on top of that, I think that they are really alluding to this because we also saw a shot of what looked to be Ganondorf's backside, but his red hair was flowing with malice and not his actual hair. Yeah. And I don't think that was actually Ganondorf. I think that was the spirit of demise.
1: Yeah. Um, there's also a few other things that like, aren't really proof, but kind of, were kind of like led me onto this, um, in the trailer with the character putting their hand on Zelda's shoulder or whatever, they don't show their face, uh, which typically means <laughs> that it's a character that we already know or will know very quickly or whatever. And they're trying, if you're trying to keep it a secret, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of characters that could be right. Right. <laughs> And then on top of that, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Matthew Mercer voicing that character. And we already know that he's voicing Ganon as well.
0: Yeah, it's he, he confirmed that he's Ganondorf on his Twitter. And it does sound a lot like Matthew Mercer. I can't place it exactly, but Matt has insane voice talent that he could pull off a really nice sounding guy that doesn't quite sound like himself to throw people off so i don't know
1: yeah i don't know the, the nice the nice voice he puts on in this trailer it definitely sounds like his levi and law voice from attack on Titan <laughs> and, and one piece <laughs>
0: yeah i yeah i could see it
1: um, um also like i had a friend who uh came up and he's like uh so i heard matthew mercer's in the game why is he the narrator i'm like he's supposed to be gannon he's like oh <laughs> so he, he said
0: he, why is he the narrator
1: yeah Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not the only person who heard Matthew Mercer in that voice. (laughs) That's that's awesome.
0: Oh, I would be so cool if it was. I would absolutely love to see the three representations of the Triforce band together to defeat Demise once and for all, because it would be a really powerful story moment if the reason why we see the Ouroboros in the logo is because this game is actually about breaking it. Yeah. I know we've talked about the theory before where like, you know, this is just going to reset the Zelda timeline and we go back to Skyward Sword after this. But I think that they put the Ouroboros in the logo and potentially to represent they are breaking the cycle instead of having it continue forever.
1: Yeah. And they said that something about like <laughs> uh, not revealing the, the title and all that stuff was because it's a spoiler. Um, And it's not the the, the name Tears of the Kingdom. It's the Ouroboros that is the spoiler in a way.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree that it's the Ouroboros because Tears of the Kingdom. It's like, well, what is the kingdom crying because Ganondorf is taking over again? Like that seems kind of obvious. And then they showed us the tears in the mural, and we're like, oh, I guess it has something to do with tears. And then that was confirmed by Zelda literally holding a tear in her hands in this last trailer. So we're like, okay, that doesn't seem like much of a spoiler, but. I do agree. I think it's the Ouroboros itself that yeah. was the spoiler.
1: And another thing on the, the Ganon like chatter or whatever. Um, in the original Breath of the Wild, one we thought it was really weird that like Ganon or the hero looked different, right? Like that that, that kind of looks like yeah. Ganon or whatever. So this has been like kind of a a theory that wasn't taken too seriously uh throughout the entirety uh, of Breath of the Wild up till now, right? So this isn't even like a new yeah. theory. Um And in Breath of the Wild, they specifically say that, like, Ganon was tired of the cycle, and so he uh, removed the malice from him or whatever. But they say it in a way that makes it sound like he did so uh, to gain power or whatever, right? Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But they straight up say Ganon released the malice from himself, um, and potentially maybe then after he released the malice, then he became the hero or something. So maybe he had the intention of releasing the malice uh for destructive p- p- uh, power gain or whatever and then once malice was gone then we had like malice free ganondorf who uh is just a gerudo who is no longer under the influence of demise and he still is a very powerful person right and <laughs>
0: right also i and to kind of lend to that this ganondorf design Feels different enough that I think he's a reincarnation and not the same Ganondorf from Wind Waker slash Twilight Princess. Um, Specifically because we know that the um, Twilight Princess Ganondorf literally dies at the end because then the next game in the timeline is Four Swords Adventures. And in Hyrule Historia, it literally says that the Ganondorf in Four Swords... Uh, or Four Swords Adventures, whichever one it is, is literally a reincarnation of Ganondorf. So it's a different character.
1: Well, so here's the thing. Uh, We know that Breath of the Wild is a convergence of three timelines, so there's three Ganons to pick from. (laughs) Okay, but also, Jordan, I I wasn't done. (laughs) Um, Link stabs Ganondorf
0: in the head with the Master Sword in Wind Waker. So I could see that Ganondorf being this one because it's like, oh, the Master Sword was released from him. He was able to you know, revive himself, blah, 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 live in secrecy, hiding, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know how they would reconcile the Wind Waker version because he was a rock that then got beat down upon by the water. Uh, So I imagine he eroded away and is actually dead, but he could not be dead. I don't know. And then we also know that Ganondorf died in the downfall timeline or Ganon did because the entire premise of Zelda two is to resurrect Ganondorf. (laughs) So, and you stop that from happening. Um, so anyway, if it's the convergence of all three timelines, we have two of the three timelines where he's definitely dead. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I, I think he's a reincarnation. It's been long enough and it would really fit with the whole, um, curse of demise where Zelda is constantly reincarnating. Link is also reincarnating to fight this evil. And it would just be kind of cool if they confirmed another Ganondorf um, reincarnation. But who knows? I That's kind of reaching. But it could also explain why, if the theory that Ganondorf was the hero 10,000 years ago, it could explain why he wasn't just straight up evil, right? Because maybe he grew up wanting to change things, wanting to be a good guy. Then the curse of demise and the power of Ganon within him started taking over and I don't know, maybe he tried to break it, and that's why he separated it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, it definitely feels like they're doing a bit more with Ganon in this game. Uh, I will also say his official art feels a lot softer <laughs> than his previous art and previous game has have, have looked.
0: Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that, too. Like, he doesn't look that evil. He looks serious, but I distinctly remember, like... Ocarina of Time, Ganondorf. Sorry, he's like laughing <laughs> and like looking incredibly menacing. So,
1: now, point. it's also entirely possible that Ganondorf is like only good in the past ten thousand years with Zelda or whatever, um, and that like Zelda and Link accidentally fused the malice back into his body, um, and so like Ganondorf running around in present day is pure is filled with malice and evil again.
0: Yeah, that's that's also totally a possibility. Um, And to kind of lend to that part, um, they also doxed Ganondorf, (laughs) the the fans did, and he is standing really close to the Shrine of Resurrection um, in the one scene that we see of Ganondorf himself. So, you know, it's kind of a reach, but it is possible that, like, Ganondorf found the Shrine of Resurrection, and that's why he's there, and used it to turn his, um, you know, skin-crusty body back into a rehydrated body by infusing the sheikah tech with malice or something and accelerating the process i don't know i don't think that that's entirely what happened but it's a possibility considering how close he is to the to the location
1: yeah and on the note of like resurrection with ganondorf um with breath of the wild the developers have said like they wanted to recapture kind of the feeling of playing the first game again um, and so they took a lot of influence from the, the, the original Zelda. That's why we got like Lynels and all that stuff back as well. Right, um, right. So following that like kind of uh, train of thought, then this would be kind of like bringing back a lot of influence from Zelda 2, which is the game about <laughs> resurrecting Ganon, right? And the entire <laughs> point of that game being to s- prevent Ganon from being resurrected, which I'm assuming is going to be the entire point of collecting the tears and all that stuff. Uh, like, you you start the resurrection process at the beginning of the game, and the whole goal is to prevent him from getting to full power and fully resurrected by the end of the game.
0: I think that's totally possible. Yeah. I'm just really interested in what the tiers actually
1: are. Uh, I don't know, just collectibles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, are they more like the emblems or medallions from Ocarina of Time where they have some innate power within them? I mean, we know they glow, but, like, you know i am just curious about that
1: yeah yeah i think they'll be very much just like medallions um just kind of like just the thing you collect in the traditional Zelda games um, hey
0: maybe the tears are what you use to summon the champions like we mentioned earlier oh. <laughs> well
1: we also see that the tears um are held by the champions after you collect them. Right, so. that's
0: that's what I mean. So you get a copy of it or something.
1: Okay, yeah. Or they
0: pass it on to you and they're like, my soul is actually within this, like kind of how it was in Ocarina of Time where they went to the Sacred Realm and then Link was able to use their powers in Ganon's Tower. I, I mean, I'm not saying that these champions are going to go to the Sacred Realm, <laughs> but I don't know. It, it really feels like they're also pulling that inspiration from Ocarina of Time with these champions slash sages stuff that's going on but this time there appear to be seven instead of just six
1: yeah and we just don't know what what the seventh one is yet also they got the colors wrong with the medallions
0: (laughs) yeah they're they're like in the wrong species hands or something like that. yeah like
1: (laughs) for every reason the gerudo has uh the red one instead of the orange one
0: yeah weird so i guess i guess they're different uh we also know that the one zelda's holding has the same symbol on it as Link's. um one of his abilities i believe it's the time reversal ability so that's another interesting little oh, detail
1: so then we'll have seven abilities i don't think so i think we, <laughs> no <laughs> i think we have all the abilities so
0: um of course there's another theory that i it, it's not super extensive so we don't have to spend much time on it um but you mentioned that dark complexion individual right um she was we only saw one shot of her and she was definitely wearing the same type of get up as Zelda had the tear on her chest, but way darker skin, longer ears and had more facial markings and markings around her arms than Zelda did. And like a lot of people are like, oh, maybe Zelda is like transforming into her and that's the final appearance that we will get of her. I'm like, I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think it's a transformation. It is definitely the person from the tapestry um from breath of the wild and it's the same person in the stone mural and i believe it is the goddess hylia herself
1: yeah i think so i think it's a different i definitely think it's a different character than uh the zelda from breath of the wild so it's either going to be hylia or just another zelda from that time period um but if there's no link in that time period i'm going to take the guess that there's also no zelda
0: yeah so it was just hylia and the hero Which, who knows, maybe the, like, 10,000-year-old thing was actually the war from pre-Skyward Sword. And they've been juking us this whole time that the Sheikah technology existed before the islands were raised up. (laughs) And so, you know, the 10,000 years past or whatever, like, that actually is the war from Skyward Sword. I I doubt it because it is the Calamity Ganon and not Demise.
1: That would definitely mess with our theories on like breaking the cycle because the cycle hadn't (laughs) begun at that point yet.
0: Yeah, very, very true. But uh, what I mean is from that is like the story from uh, Skyward Sword, it was literally just Hylia and her champion. You know, it wasn't like Princess Elder champion. Right, but it
1: wasn't just, she also. Part of the story was also that she fell in love with her champion, right? Was upset that he had a mortal body.
0: Was that part of it? I, I thought don't so. Specifically remember it. And I then mean, I and then she it, started
1: but... the cycle to like stay with them forever. I don't know. But
0: <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think that's the case, but it's like, hmm, if it is Hylia, I don't know. But at the same time, you know, Hylia has is supposed to have been reincarnating herself in Zelda. But Link can literally talk to Hylia at any of her statues when he has enough tears or uh, spirit orbs. (laughs) And they continue to worship the goddess Hylia in Breath of the Wild.
1: Maybe they forgot that Zelda's supposed to be Hylia reincarnated over and over again.
0: (laughs) Or that was a lie.
1: (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Maybe she only reincarnated once as Zelda from Skyward Sword. And then the reincarnation cycle was part of Demise's curse instead of it just being Hylia over and over again. I don't know. I, I doubt it. I, I don't think it's that complicated. I just think that Hylia can now give her powers to her reincarnations, but because she's a goddess, she doesn't have to actually be in that body. I don't, I
1: don't know. Maybe the hero was burned all along from spirit tracks because we got confirmation at the end of spirit tracks <laughs> that he's one of the reincarnation <laughs> characters and we haven't seen him show up since then. True. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: um, Of course there are a lot of other theories that, We could potentially dive into, but I think those are some of the biggest ones that we have, right? Like how the game is going to progress, who some of these characters are and whether or not Ganondorf is a hero or not. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing if the game actually answers any of those theories and if they were correct or not. Um, I mean, we will for sure know if some of them are correct, but like I'm hoping that what we have said is correct. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I'm perfectly fine with being wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like being right, though, Jordan.
1: So it's also nice being wrong, though, because then you don't like you, you get something new and different. Right.
0: Yeah. Very true. And I do like to be surprised with stories. I, I mean, one piece has been like blowing my mind recently, <laughs> but that, that's a whole another discussion. <laughs> um, anyway, like one of the other questions that we wanted to talk about this episode relies on the secrecy and the lack of marketing <laughs> that this game has had, especially in the last like Year, I guess. Do you think it's been worth the secrecy, Jordan? We're only a month away, and now we have all this information.
1: So, I personally prefer it this way <laughs> because I got <laughs> to be able to spend six years just being like, "Ah, that game will come up eventually. They're working on it. I don't need to like yeah. <laughs> really pay too much attention to it." And don't, I, I, I just didn't get emotionally invested, right? <laughs> um, I think we had a podcast yeah. episode a year ago where I said I wasn't feeling really that excited. I wasn't feeling unexcited. I just was feeling indifferent. And yeah, yeah. Um, having a state of indifference for six years feels is a lot more comfortable for me than uh, six years of anticipation.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I have always been really excited for it, but we've also had plenty of other things to do (laughs) sense right i think it's different with tears of the kingdom compared to breath of the wild not only because breath of the wild had like honestly more constant updates with like small little gameplay teasers and maybe a small trailer here or there but also like yeah the game's coming out this year just kidding next year just kidding next year just kidding next year Plus, but we were
1: writing. We were games. also
0: dealing with the Wii U doubt. Yeah. As well, yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> I was going to say, like, we, we were it, we, that was supposed to be the savior to the Wii U.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, don't worry, we're making this game. It'll make it all worth it. And we're like, OK, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? But Tears of the Kingdom, it's like the Switch has been successful and we've had a lot of really great releases. I mean, we've talked about a couple of years have been a little dry, but it hasn't been as bad as the Wii U by any imagination.
1: Yeah, and it was nice that they never really promised a release time window except for once where they came out and uh, announced the delay for it, which is acceptable because um, <laughs> development through uh, COVID does not sound like a fun time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not.
1: Uh, and they specifically said that they were trying to get like certain mechanics to work. So I- I'd rather have it like a fully functional game. Um, and the fact that the, like they waited till the month prior before they dropped like the big story trailer or whatever. Um, I'm also good with because like when it came out, I have been watching the trailer like three or four times every day. And I don't want to have to have done this for like months and months.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only have to deal with it for about a month of just watching it again.
1: Yeah. But
0: oh, it's such a good trailer, though. Like, seriously, it's one of the best trailers Nintendo's
1: ever made. It is. It is. It. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, just, it's just one of my favorite trailers uh, from Nintendo, Um, which is saying something because I really liked Breath of the Wild 2017 trailer. I'm going to wait a year yeah, before yeah. I decide which one was better. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I'm totally with you. Like, I think the secrecy has been worth it. I think they could have ramped up a little bit more of the advertising side of things, not necessarily the amount of story and content we got, but like starting to they could have shown us these mechanics a little bit earlier, I think. Um. It was kind of weird that we got the gameplay, uh, the 10 minutes of gameplay, like only two weeks before this trailer, right? (laughs) So that was kind of weird that they did that, but it's worked out in the long run. And I think that buzz around this game is going to be much more interesting than, than it could have been if they released it earlier. I know a lot more people are talking about it because they're like, oh my gosh, that trailer was awesome. And the game comes out in less than a month.
1: Yeah. And I also suspect that uh, (laughs) the fuse mechanic was not working uh, reliably (laughs) until like (laughs) a few months before. January. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, crap. The rocket ship we just made keeps falling apart. (laughs) I think that's
1: the big reason why they didn't show anything up to this point. Um, But that's just me speculating.
0: To kind of wrap up, I guess, our discussion. Do you think that this game will be successful or more specifically? What individual points do you think this game needs to meet that will make it successful for you?
1: Well, for me, I think it's going to be successful. Um, I just need more underground (laughs) and verticality. Like I said, like I'm I'm over the moon. I'm getting what I uh, most of my wish list is in this game. Like we've already seen it. Um, I already really like Breath of the Wild. A lot of the things that a lot of people didn't like about Breath of the Wild didn't really bother me personally. Um, the things that I didn't, didn't like about birth of the wild were just that there was no traditional dungeons or underground areas or cave systems. And, uh, that looks like it's being resolved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The underground sections may not be traditional dungeons, but they look way more dungeony than anything.
1: Yeah. And that, <laughs> that's fine. Um, they're definitely replacing the divine beasts, which I am very, very happy with. I was not a big fan of divine beasts. Um, they were a bit more on the puzzle side than they were on the dungeon side, and I prefer big dark dungeons uh, thematically yeah. than g- giant puzzle boxes that walk around.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, my favorite dungeon of all time is still Stone Tower Temple from Majora's Mask because it was so thematic oh, yeah. and so cool. But anyway, that, that's a whole nother discussion. I think, but uh, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think the game will absolutely be successful. For me, though, besides the like dungeons and verticality thing, because I love the exploration, of course, what I think will make it stand out even more than Breath of the Wild did is if the story is more substantial and more interesting. Breath (laughs) of the Wild's story was pretty good, right? But like it felt very, very, very fragmented. You got small pieces of what happened between Link and Zelda through Link's memories and the stuff that we get with the champions just sometimes didn't feel like quite enough. And then it was like, oh, the entire game story is trying to piece together what might have happened in the areas around you. And then you just go beat Ganon. I really appreciate good storytelling in Zelda games. Um, so one of the reasons I love Majora's Mask so much is I think that its storytelling is nearly flawless. Um you learn a lot about the world through characters, through character growth, through experiencing things, and I just really hope that they kind of step up the story at least somewhat in Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Yeah, well, I specifically said I think this game will be successful for me because I think that this is going to be a very controversial game at release.
0: <laughs> it will be. <laughs> I don't think you need to think that, Jordan. I think it's pretty much guaranteed.
1: <laughs> um, I think that there... <laughs> Like I said, I think the structure is going to be just as sparse the story. (laughs) I think it's going to be the same structure, the same mechanics of storytelling. um, Fragmented, as you said. I think it's going to be a very fragmented story again.
0: All right. I guess I'll just have to deal with that. Thanks for (laughs) ruining my hopes.
1: All I'm saying is I think Nintendo has not done a great job tempering expectations. Um, I think Nintendo has thought that they've done everything they could because (laughs) <laughs> they've said repeatedly like they've made no promises that this is going to be like huge game changing or whatever they've they've said it's the sequel we're reusing the map and um, and yada 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 and they keep like saying things with like downplayed expectations and then fans like take it like it's going to be like game changing and all in this this and this and it's going to be so much different than Breath of the Wild than this even though Nintendo made n- none of those promises Um, (laughs) and so I think Nintendo's like oh we didn't make those promises so we don't need to say anything but um, I think it would be wise of Nintendo to maybe come out and say hey temper expectations it is like we we made it we made a sequel to Breath of the Wild we didn't make a (laughs) a brand new Zelda experience uh, because it's going to come crashing down when people get the game and find out that it is a sequel to Breath of the Wild like they're going to get exactly that what Nintendo promised and they're going to be disappointed about it.
0: You mean exactly what Nintendo didn't promise because they have made no promises.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would say they did make promises like they said all the way back in like 2018 before they even showed us the first trailer that they were going to be reusing the same map and they, they want to reuse a lot of assets and stuff. Like it's been very clear throughout the entire development process that they do not want to rock the boat from the success out. Of Breath of the Wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But in a way, I'm okay with it, I guess, even though I would love them to do more because Breath of the Wild was a literal game changer and still one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, this is just more of that or more refined version of that. I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be top notch quality and it'll just work and all that. (laughs) But um, I think there's going to be a vocal minority fan base that are going to be very very upset um
0: get ready for all of the youtube essays about why this is the worst sell the game ever made
1: (laughs) yep yeah yeah it's going to (laughs) i'm i'm bracing myself for that that's the one part i'm not looking forward to with this release um i think there's going to be a very large anti-tears of the kingdom campaign post-release
0: which will be really sad because. Will Nintendo see that as a we shouldn't be making these styles of games anymore? Oh,
1: I mean, when it sells 20 million, I think. Yeah, (laughs) good
0: point. Good point.
1: (laughs) Like it's going to score like near perfect tens on Metacritic. It's going to sell 20 million. It probably won't sell as many as Breath of the Wild one, which is like what sitting around 30 million ish. Just under. Um, Yeah, probably 20 million, 25 million. It's the end of a generation cycle. It's a direct sequel. Typically, they don't sell quite as well. Um, but it will sell way more than the rest of the Zelda franchise has up to that point. So
0: thirty-one million copies times sixty dollars is one point eight six billion dollars. Okay. So if we then do the math of you said twenty million. Yeah, I'm gonna say seventy dollars.
1: Like, I'm gonna say a random number, uh twenty twenty-three million, twenty-three million million. Twenty three million will be the okay. final number.
0: Twenty three million times seventy dollars. That's one point six billion dollars. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's going so, to be fine.
0: <laughs> it's really close even though it's like, you know, 10 million less than before. So it'll it'll be fine. Um, but anyway, um I don't know. I I'm, I'm just really excited for the game. The trailer really hyped me up and after our discussion today, Jordan, you've brought up so many good points that I am going to temper my expectations <laughs> for sure. And then they can be blown out of the water if it's better. Like It's going <laughs> right? to be a great
1: game. It'll be yeah. high quality, a lot of fun. Um, just don't expect it to like be a complete game changer. It's not going to change the entire industry like the last game did.
0: So you're telling me this is more like Mario, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 yes. from Super Mario Galaxy 1. And also, let's see, what other sequels has Nintendo done? Uh, Splatoon 3 from Splatoon 2. No. More
1: more changes than Splatoon. <laughs> okay, okay. <good>. Mario Galaxy <laughs> is a really good comparison, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. But it's not going to be the like story consistency like we had from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. Right, right. Maybe it will, but it'll be more like Galaxy to Galaxy 2. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'll be more than Galaxy to Galaxy 2 because that was literally just the same story retold re- re- again. <laughs>
0: yeah retold with mario on a different hub thing all i'm saying (laughs) is if you look at direct
1: sequels nintendo's made in the past this is still going to be a lot more than those games do um it's not (laughs) going to be as much as the rest of the industry does between sequels so
0: yeah don't don't expect like horizon zero dawn to horizon forbidden west i guess yeah though i haven't played forbidden west yet so
1: yeah i do that so i I, i'm just i'm just nodding my head and saying sure (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) Huh, All in all, it was a great
0: trailer, great reveal, and we're excited. So don't don't think that we're not right. <laughs> that, that that's what our listeners should take away from this. Oh yeah,
1: no, I'm I'm very excited. This is by far my most anticipated game of the year. Um, yeah, just which, over the moon. I, I'm, I'm watching the trailer three that. or four times a day. Like how can I not yeah mean? yeah?
0: No, <laughs> I've listened to the soundtrack from the trailer like eighty plus times. Like I'm I'm so thrilled for it. But uh, like. I I guess I just wanted to spend like maybe a minute saying this, but like we also don't have any idea what Nintendo's doing the rest of the year, Jordan. (laughs) Like we thought that maybe in June we'd have the Xenoblade DLC, but then they shadow dropped a trailer for it like literally (laughs) last night or two nights ago saying, oh, yeah, it's coming out next week. So what is Nintendo doing the rest of the year, Jordan?
1: Uh, I think we'll get a Nintendo Direct sometime either in June or July. I'm going to say July. I think they're going to miss June and like make a very clear um, statement that they are no longer part of like E3 and the rest of the industry. Um, but I think we'll see something this summer or early fall. I, 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 I sure hope so. It's gotta be. It's only... gotta be. I think. I. It's gonna be like the week before Pikmin Pikmin Four comes out. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> because the only thing we know for sure that they're working on is like. Um, well, that we don't have a release day for is like Metroid Prime 4 <laughs> and yeah. like the Splatoon DLC.
1: That's like um, it. I'm going to predict that it's mostly remakes of previous games. Um, we've heard rumblings of F Zero and all that. Uh, maybe Prime 4 is going to be the the big like end game. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon's not even getting a game at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah,
0: but could you imagine Breath of the Wild and P- uh, Prime Four in the same year, or Tears of the Kingdom? Excuse me, that'd be nuts.
1: It'd be really good. What
0: yeah. would we pick for our game of the year?
1: <laughs> I mean, whichever one's better. We'll have to play them.
0: <laughs> True. Anyway, I, I just kind of wanted to bring that up. It's like, oh. We don't know anything about what Nintendo's doing for the rest of the to year. To be fair, so. this has
1: been the state of Nintendo for the last four years, it feels like.
0: Yeah, but we at least knew that Tears of the Kingdom was, like, on the back burner. Yeah, you know, and there, now there we at like least know something. Prime
1: 4 is on the back burner.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, and as much as you and I love Prime 4, it's not as big as Tears of the Kingdom. And
1: yeah. So uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I suspect we're... E- I could definitely see some sort of Mario project. Um, don't, don't expect, like, Odyssey 2 but something like that a new happened. Super Mario Bros. Newer this time.
0: <laughs> new Super Mario Bros. Switch. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still surprised they didn't release a game to cap- capitalize on the movie, but maybe, maybe they're going to have it coincide, the DVD release. Maybe. Or I guess Blu-ray release. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we still think about DVDs. At least you didn't say DHS. VHS. VHS. <laughs> I'm ancient. (laughs) I mean, we both are. So anyway, um, I don't really have anything else for the episode. I just I can't believe that we're less than a month away from Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Yeah, um, I'm still kind of surprised that it's this close.
0: I know, right? (laughs) Like, okay,
1: 22 days. I am taking that day and the Monday following off. So off work. Good. Good.
0: You should record your gameplay. Oh. Or some of it. (laughs) But anyway, I will too. Just so we've got some footage. You know, show off to our fans how good we are at the game right from the get-go. Anyway. Well, is that is that it for you this episode? That's it for me.
1: Yeah, I think I'm good. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nintendo Fusion Podcast. I think we had a blast talking about Tears of the Kingdom. We're very excited, as is you know we've already said like what 80 times now um we will for sure be doing an episode like we mentioned at the beginning um probably like the week of release so we'll have very fast impressions about everything that we've done and played and how we feel about the game and then we'll also do a nice long review sometime after but um Other than that, make sure that you leave a like and subscribe and comment on this podcast episode on whatever service you're using. Doing so certainly helps the algorithm get the show out to more folks and will help us out and support us. Uh, But with all that said, thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.